Perfect. Thank you, guys. To be honest, the whole time uh, while we were singing the song, I feel that today is a big day. And I felt that for the last couple of days, there's been a lot of distractions. And even this morning, when I first woke up, there was more stuff going on in the sense of people being sick, situations going on in people's lives that are very difficult. Even in our lesson downstairs, you're talking and seeing different people's pains and struggles of the life that they've gone through. The ups and the rock, and it's, it's amazing to see that even through all those times of trouble, there's the rock that we still have to be strong on and we look back at. But I just honestly, as I was sitting there, I just want to pray that our hearts continue to follow Christ's heart and we continue to put it on him in this moment. And I know some of you are going through some stuff. Maybe it's a family member sick. Maybe it's someone's in the hospital Maybe, maybe it is a praise, but I want us to go to God first and, and put it on Him. So let's, let's pray together. Dear Father, I thank You for who You are. You are the rock. You, are, you sent Your Son to die for our sin, for my sin. And You rose again. And I thank you for conquering death. And I thank you for being in each situation, even when we don't feel it, or even if we don't know, we do know because your scripture says so. And we can trust in that. And you're a God that doesn't lie. You're a God of truth. You're a God of justice. You're a God who is I am. And I thank you for for those foundations. May the words that come out of my mouth be from you. May the studying time be, produce the fruit that you want. We love and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. This is the last Sunday of the series, Disciple Makers. All right, as some of you can tell, I, it's been a long series. It's something that I'm passionate about. I'm just letting you know, since we're in another series, we're not giving up on disciple making, all right? That doesn't, it's not how things end, all right? We want to build on them. We want to build on the foundation, and that is a, a core. Uh, so I'm excited uh, for that. Today, you know, we're going to talk a little bit, and I'm going to hear it, and uh, uh, it's going to be a process, and the summary is just do it. The, the, I, I put the title as Just Do It. You know, most of you think of Nike when you hear that, correct? Uh, you know, Nike has a Greek mythology. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the saying at some point in life, you have to do it, right? There's sometimes something has to get done. At some point, you just got to do it. So just do it. So I'm excited uh, for that process. So we've gone over a lot over the last couple of weeks. Uh, if you haven't noticed, I like to, uh, to build up all of, off of them and remind you and continue uh, <clears throat> continuing to, to dig into them. Uh, we've talked about how disciple 
Discipleship is intentionally equipping believers with the Word of God through accountable relationships, empowered by the Holy Spirit in order to replicate faithful followers of Christ. We've also talked about how the church is supposed to gauge success. We're a church that, uh, not of gauging of attendance, uh, more buildings, our cash, but the development of lifelong followers of Christ. You know, like, that plays a part of it, but that's not how we're judging success. We've also talked about how discipleship needs to be, uh, to move away from just being a, a ministry of the church to the ministry of the church. We've also talked about how this will all take time. I know some, it's crock pot meal instead of a microwave. Many of you paid attention more to that point because it has to deal with food. I get it. But that's the way it is. It takes time. This is not a, a quick thing. And I know so. it's funny because it's like, I like it now because even down sometimes, you know, uh, pastors talking a lot about discipleship. Well, good, because now I know you're paying attention because it, I, I it, it's got to be ingrained in you, just like you need to know the scripture. You want it to be ingrained in you, and so you know, know it. And so it takes time. As Doug just talked about, we talked the, about the marks of a healthy disciple, missional, accountable, reproducible, communal, community, and scripture. And we've also talked about this verse. And I, it, I know it's where I started, but I want to end it with the same thing. And that is Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Because these are Jesus' last words to his disciples, the one he invested into, right? This was not just a, hey, guys, this is what you, he invested three years of his life into him. And this is what he says. And then Jesus said, uh, came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth have been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Man. We're going to dig a little bit more into this verse. We've, we've gone through it about all authority and all that. But all authority is in Christ. And this is the command he's given us to do, to go make disciples. Even last week, we talked about being a culture of development, not of delivery. We talked about how the long-term strategy is that of the Great Commission, that discipleship is not a map, or the, that discipleship is a map, not a menu. We need to go, we need to know where we are going. I want to tell you a story. I have two lovely daughters. They are beautiful, but they dictate a lot of my life. A lot of my life. And I love them greatly. Now, doesn't change. But if you had children, and I know some of you have, um, when you have that, it changes you and your significant other's relationship a little bit. You don't get as much time together in the sense of quality time. 
love is like, you got diapers? I don't want to do bath tonight. You know, it's like negotiations. It's like, okay, you're putting them to bed. Well, put them to bed together. And then by that time, I'm, I'm half asleep, you know? Like, it's this. So I came up with the brilliant idea. I'm going to take my wife away for an extended weekend. Boom. Great idea. Pops into my head. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. If you know anything about my wife, my wife doesn't like surprises. Does not like surprises. I decided to surprise her with this trip. I'm 0 for 1. 0 for 1. Yes. So, I surprise her. Now, also during this time, we are, hmm, we are beach people. So usually when we get away, so if we travel, it's usually to see relatives uh, because uh, we have uh, people out of town. So it's usually like, okay, our vacation is seeing family. I love my family, but it isn't always a vacation. Like, I like it because I get a lot of like, mm, no, no, I don't want to go. Uh, but it's usually that. But if not, it's a beach. So what do I decide to do? I decide mm, I'm going to take my wife uh, to ride horses in mountains. The complete opposite. I'm 0 for 2. <laughs> this is also the first time, the first time since we've had two kids, that we've had two kids that, um, yeah, we're going to be away for, for the night. No stress there for my wife. I can tell you I'm 0 for 4. Like, I skipped 3. I'm at 0 for 4 right now. But by the loving grace, I don't know how it happened, my wife said yes. So, perfect. We get it all set up. We get the, the, the kids are staying at my parents. We get the trip. Actually, the flight worked out perfectly. We get to the rent-a-car. We have the rent-a-car. We get the car. And it, uh, uh, just so you know, remember this a little bit, um, it, was more, it was a smaller car. Okay, let's just say it was more like, hey, compact. <laughs> Remember that for later. Um, so, but we're going around. So we get there a little bit early. And so we decide, hey, you know, we don't have to be there until a little bit later at night. Uh, it says that it's 30 miles away, but it said that it would take two hours. But I was, I was like, it's just traffic. It's just traffic. So there's an outlet mall. We will go together. We will have a good time and we will hang out. So we, we go and we're shopping. And, you know, it's almost a little bit awkward because we really haven't had this time together. Usually I'm carrying a kid, a kid's around here. And like, we're like, oh, yeah, freedom, freedom. And talking. Now all of a sudden it's like we're past the like, how was your job day? And we're actually having a little conversation. I was like, oh, okay. I might be one for five now, you know, like I'm moving in the right direction. And so I was like, oh, let's get something to eat. So we get something to eat and we're like, ah, oh, well, let's, let's start heading that way. And I look back at the GPS and the GPS says it's still two hours away. I was like, this is unreal. But, oh, well, we're together. We're going to have a good time. So we start on this epic journey, this journey of two to three hours that will test every aspect of our relationship. 
there is a God. And it begun. So we take this trip. I'm telling you, it's a 30-mile trip. The first 17 miles weren't that bad. You know, we, it was like that little dusk. You know, the sun's going down, so you could still see, and the roads were good, and we're still going. It's a lot of, like, curves, you know, a lot of those kind of curvy, you know. And so at first, it's sort of, it's just beautiful out there. So I'm enjoying the trip, and I'm like, man, our GPS is way off. I, we, we got this. And so there was one little part that I remember. It was downhill, and it was gravel, and it was a little bit, like, a little bit like, oh, this is a little bit unique, but it was only a quarter of a mile. And so by the time we got down there, I was like, "Woo, that was an adventure. We made it. Like, thinking like, yes, like that was sort of something I never thought I would do because it was a little bit nerve wracking. <laughs> no, just the beginning. So we ended up taking the road. And now I, I do remember there was one other car and it was like a safety uh, cop car. But, you know, at this time, you're, we're sort of in the mountains. There aren't lights anywhere. It's black, and it's his lights and our lights. And then he decides to pull off and, because he's smart and decided, I don't want to go any further. And he pulls off into, like, uh, an addition or some place where he goes in. So we're still off. Now, we're on still good road, but now I don't know if there's streams on the side of me, because I can sort of see like, is it, or if it's a two mile cliff off the bottom. And so we're on this trip. Now I can tell there's a little tension in the car, okay? We've gone to like, hey, this is fun, to let's turn the heat up on the tension a little bit. Now, I know my wife isn't crazy, but at this point she does say, hey, this is an actual quote. I think there are bears at the end of this because they set up a trap to kill us. <laughs> because she thought this was sort of the insanity of the trip. Because we're in the middle of nowhere right now in this small little car, not saying the map is telling us where we're going and we're sort of lost. So. We continue, we continue on, and we, it says we're seven miles away, but we have some time to go yet. And so we get to this point where it sort of curves here in the, the road. And now there, it's already a little tense in the car, but we're still making it. And it curves like this where it's still the concrete road. But it was telling me to go this way, to go to the left on the side of a mountain where it was not concrete, it was gravel. Oh wait, it wasn't gravel, it was dirt and there's no edge. And I'm telling you the car, and I'm not making this up, it is um, a car and a half size road. So they're like, you don't have two rooms for two cars. You have to pull over so one can get around and go. So we're going up the side of the mountain. I decide to trust the map. And we're going up the side of the mountain. And as we're starting to go up there, the, te the tension in, 
has gone up to where I can taste it, where I can feel it. Have you ever been in a situation where you know something's not right and there is something, it feels different when it's your wife and you know, so I'm already tense because this is the first time I've been there. It's the first time I've ever done anything like this and there is tension, oh, it is thick. And I'm driving up, so you ha- I'm like being very nervous because you're going around a curve, so I don't want to get too close to the mountain because I don't know if another car is coming down. I should have thought, who else is driving at night? No one. So I, but I don't want to get too close to the edge because we wouldn't be here today. <laughs> and so we are literally going there. And now we are also at the point where we can't go back. There's no turning back now. Because I remember her being like, we, we should go back. In my mind, I can't back this up. Any, there's no way to back the car up to go down. We are on it. We are on this journey. We have to do it. We have to do it as we continue to go up. It literally felt like time stopped as we were going through. I, I, had ran, I, ran, I ran track in college. I had worked out. I did not work out. I was, I was tense. I was like muscles that I have never used before in this eco-friendly car <laughs> driving on the side of a mountain. Don't know how it got up the the thing still to this day. And as we go and we go around this mountain, it basically is three miles of the trip and 45 minutes of this trip together of tension, of realizing that everything, the goal that I had done to unite Danielle and I and my wife and I to be stronger in the relationship, I was now realizing I was the one tearing it apart. This whole time, the testing, it had pulled it apart because I had made this horrible trip. And now I am processing everything. Like, we are close to the end, and I know that we're getting up there. But in my mind, I'm like, I've ruined this trip. I've ruined this relationship. I've ruined everything. Like, I, all I was trying to do was to bring us together. And we finally we get on the mountain and we still got four miles to go, but it's like open, a little bit open road and it's just gravel now. Now we're just bouncing up and down and we're just like, oh my goodness. And we see the light at the end of the tunnel and we get there. And as we get there, the people that were meeting there, uh, they look at us like we're insane. And they're like, we pull in and uh, as as we rolled down the window, because the one leader like, as, uh, wants to uh, talk to us to let us know, as we roll it down, it literally feels like the tension, like he sees it. You know, he like backs up, like, okay, okay. Like the, it's there, and all of a sudden, like uh, my wife's quote was, I just want to go to bed, and then we will leave first thing in the morning. <laughs> and so we get in, and, and that's the process of, Okay, that's what we got to do. And now I'm exhausted. Like I am spent. I am done. But I'm up all night because I'm processing. Processing. Why? Why did I do this? What did I do? What was I thinking? <laughs> Literally. So we woke up that morning and we decided 
well, let's at least get breakfast, and then we'll head out. Breakfast was amazing. So that was a huge plus. And so what we ended up starting to do is she says, well, the horses are going out. We'll do a horse walk, and then we'll see what lunch happens, and we'll see what happens after that. One of my favorite lines that has ever been said to me was on that horse walk. So we got on the horses and we started going. And this old guy on this horse goes, was it you that came in that night? And I was like, yeah, that was us. That was us. Looks at me and goes, I've been coming up here for 27 years. I have never driven that path at night. I felt like I was the coolest dude at the ranch for that 10 seconds. I was like, if I got your stamp of approval, I am good to go. So we were driving, or so then we did the rest of the time, and we ended up staying the entire time. And just so you know, that's where I will be going next week as well. It's now three years that we have now made the trip the adventure of a trip, of where we are going to do, to do that. At some place, the map told me where I was going. Did I follow it? And the, it, the map, though, is what we need to know is the scripture. There's where you're going. It is telling you how to live. It is telling you that path of what. And I am telling you, what, I'm very, what we are going to talk about a little bit today, it, there will be times where it doesn't make sense and it is times of trouble. There are times where you are on the path and you're like, this doesn't make sense. This is not fair. I, there, this is not the way that I thought it was going to go, God. Why did you put me through this? Why did I choose this path? What's funny? It was the narrow path, a car and a half. I wanted to go the other way. The other way looked a lot better, but it would never get me to the end. It would not get me to where I needed to be. And the path was narrow, but it took me. And that's what we are going to be talking about a little bit as we process this kind of stuff. The first thing that I want, I want us to, the first point is we need to trust God's plan. We have to trust it. We, we say that we do, but actions lead to it. We need to trust Jesus and God's plan in his life example. What, what's so unique is we, we need to take about how Jesus lived his life, not just what he said about it. It's both. It's a mixture. He literally died. He asked us to carry the cross just as he would. Jesus has shown us the path. He is the path. It goes back to all authority in heaven and on earth is his. He then, through authority, is telling us to go and make disciples and teaching them to obey everything I commanded to you. The big question is when you have to change, because when God pushes you and you might have to change, will you trust him? I am telling you, my wife, trusted me on the trip. That's what sort of hurt because I felt like I was losing her trust. 
like I did this. That's not the way you can't, we can't lose trust of who God is. We can't. It changes you, and for it to change you, you must. Let's take a look at some scripture. Uh, if you want to write these down, these are some good scripture and, about trusting God. And I couldn't write enough. There's just so much in Psalms that they're, they're, uh, they're there. But here's some that you can just write down. You got Psalms 56, 3 through 4. When I am afraid, I will put my trust in you, in God, whose word I praise. In God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? You can write down Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. And in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Psalms 56, 3. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In John 14, 1. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And when you trust, that means you obey. And the second one is obey. We need to obey Jesus. He commands us to teach everything that I have commanded you. You're supposed to. So if you know about the Bible, that's what you're supposed to teach. You're supposed to pass it on. You're supposed to, to, uh, to give that to others. And some, uh, some scriptures that, uh, that back this up are Deuteronomy 11.1. 1. Love the Lord your God and keep his requirements, his decrees, his laws, and his commands always. Revelations 14.12, this calls for patient endurance on the part of the people of God who keep his commands and remains faithful to Jesus. In John 15.14, you are my friends if you do what I command. So today, there's going to be a practicality part to it. The pathway works like this. They're, they're, the point number one, they're, they're, uh, if you look at it like a funnel, like a, of uh, functioning, there's usually the first uh, the one the, the, is a crowd. You know, that's like running a VBS kind of thing, or that's like running like a, uh, something that we do uh, when we're talking about uh, doing something in the community, like if we were to do food trucks or something. That is a, a community event. That is something that is, that is out there that is big, and that is, um, that is community. That is the crowd. Now, as we go down, number two would be that of the congregation, of the church right here of being communal, that is the uh, people getting together and that is gathering together. And what are they gathering for? They're gathering together to worship and they're gathering to, to hear the word of God, to learn from the word of God, from someone teaching it. And that is what the, the congregation is. And now this is what I've been talking about the last two, the, basically the last 10 weeks. Number three is community. And that goes down a little bit further in the funnel and that's the community part about it and that that's basically i would say like small the small groups what we talk about that is the sunday school that is what i've been talking about life groups that is the 10 to 20 people and maybe it's eight to, you know it's not like set numbers but these are mixed gatherings 
These are places where friendships can be built, where conversations can be led by Scripture, but it's also gathering, and it's, it's more connected and unique. That's loving your neighbors, and that's building those different kinds of areas of, of community together. And the fourth one is core. The bottom is the core group, and that is the three to five people of doing discipleship. And unlike mixed genders, there it's gender exclusive, where guys meet with guys, girls meet with girls, uh, and they, uh, they're meeting and studying the scripture, they're memorizing scripture, they're being held accountable for a year to year and a half by someone else to hold them accountable. And then after that, then they go and they will hold someone, they will get a guy uh, if they're guys, three to five, and the women, three to five, and because it is, it's a long-term commitment. So in saying all that kind of stuff, I want you guys now to sort of look at the end, underneath the Kleenex boxes, I hid them quite well, I hid them quite well, the underneath the Kleenex boxes, at the end of the row, there are these forms here, and you might have to pass it down the aisle, some people might have to pass it down the aisle so everyone gets one. I'm sorry if you have to scoot down. But I want you guys to take a look at these. And these are the sort of the process of what we've been talking about next steps. I'm going to go over this quickly and then I'm going to have uh, Brad come up and sort of uh, talk about this. Uh, a little bit, and what he, what he is also uh, learning. We're, it's pretty simple. You guys have all seen names, phone, addresses. You guys have all done that part. But the next steps is we want to be a place where every Sunday we don't just stop there. We want it to be a weekly thing. We want to give an option to be able to, to do these kinds of things, of, to give my Like if someone gives their life to Jesus, we want to know. We want, to, we want to document it because then the responsibility then on the church is to help that person grow, is to help that process of to be okay. Because if they're a baby Christian, we need people to actually care for the baby Christian. We can't just say, that's great, awesome, see you next Sunday. <laughs> like, that's not healthy. And so we want to do that from the leadership perspective and to empower you guys to come along in that journey. Some of you have been baptized. Some, maybe that's what you want to do or need to do. And then there's the join the discipleship group. We're going to be starting those here uh, in a little bit, towards uh, getting closer towards January as we get to the new year. But then there's also join a life group or lead a life group. And that's why I've been talking about life groups as being like, hey, am I willing to invest in this to be like, hey, we're going to have different stuffs in your community where we're going to have it. And it doesn't have to, it could be at your house and it could be down or it can be here at the church. We want that church open for that too. We want it to be like the game night is sort of like a, an example of a life group. You know, people come, they're living life together. Conversations are happening. I'm hearing about fishing stories where I know the fish was not that big. Like I know it. Well, yeah, it's usually this big, but, you know, by years, I was there for 14 hours, you know. But that's the life 
part about it. It's learning because now all of a sudden I know, I'm using John Beers as an example, I know what John Beers likes to do more. So I can talk to him about that. I can process with that about him. And then when he goes through something, when I go through something, now we, are, we have a deeper relationship and that trust has been built. That is important. That, that, that connection is important. So you might just say, hey, I'm interested in joining. Check it off. Or you might be like, hey, I am interested in leading one. And leading one is just being like, hey, I'm in the process of, you know, I just w- I'm willing to be part of the team of just helping facilitate this in a community. You know, it doesn't have to be at my house every time, but I'm willing to take a step of just helping lead this. Because I know some of you live close to other people. You guys can join together. And then I also already know I have a couple of neighbors. Why am I not inviting them over to my house to live life, to show them Jesus by the way I live? It's, it's already convicting me. And then there's other kinds of uh, things like if you, hey, I want to meet with the pastor or I got prayer requests. I, I, you are never, never in the wrong for writing prayer requests down that we would pray for them. Like, we want to be that, that church that is doing what we talked about, the marks. We want to do that. And if you have any other concerns, feel free to write them down. And I know that this is just a piece of paper, but it's the, pro, the start of the process of what we're trying to execute, what we're trying to, the culture we're trying to become. And we want to be a developmental culture. We want to live as Jesus does. And so... I know that some of you might process, and I'm telling you, you do not have to sign today. And we will, in the future, have a box out there. But if you do want to sign something, when I'm out there, please feel free to to hand it to me. Okay? You can fold it up. I'm not going to read it right there or anything like that. But that's the process of of what we're looking at. So I'm going to now give it... uh, Brad, an opportunity to speak a couple of close for us, and then we will be dismissed. When I was listening to John's story, uh, it made me think in my own life about how God doesn't usually give me the, the five-year plan ahead of time. He usually doesn't give me the, here's the Here's the steps, you know, it's, it's all in this neat package and you just got to follow the steps one by one and this is where you're going to end up in the end and he keeps me pretty much on a need-to-know basis. And it's easy to get stuck on the side of the mountain, spiritually. It's easy to maybe even not... And so... It just reminded me of how all of us need
Thank you. These are, these are points that are in, you know, this is biblical. This is living out the word together and moving forward, moving up that mountain together. And so I would encourage you, you know, if we believe that, that, that the scripture has something for us, that the scripture was divinely orchestrated, written through man, inspired by the Holy Spirit, was given to us by God, and the Holy Spirit lives in us, then we believe that every time we open the word and every time that we hear someone teach the word, that there's something there for us. There's something there that we can take away. We can leave here each, each time we gather different than how we came in. And the heart behind this is we want to do that together. So pray about this. Think about this. Um, what are those next steps that God's, what is God speaking to you? And what are you going to do about it? That's really what it comes down to. Um, and I'm excited. I'm excited for what God has for, for, for me, for this church, for all of us. And, and I'm excited to dig in um, to whatever those next steps are. So let me pray for us uh, before we leave. God, we believe, we trust that you've given us everything that we need to live a life of godliness. You tell us that in your word. You've given us everything that we need to be able to live the way that you've called us to live. You've given us the church. You've given us the word. You've given us community, relationships, fellowship. God, I pray that we would utilize the resources that you've given to us. That's the way that we're going to become the people that you've called us to be, by utilizing through the Holy Spirit the community of the church by getting into a discipleship group, by getting accountability, by getting the word into us so that we can live the word and not just know it. God, I pray that whatever those next steps are for each one of us, that we would, that you would uh, nud- give us the nudge, give us that little, that little push that we need, whatever that looks like. I'm thankful for everyone in this body. I'm thankful for the heart of this church to want to serve you. I'm thankful for the knowledge in this church. I pray, God, that we would take the next steps to becoming what you've called us to be because there's always room for growth. None of us have reached the pinnacle. None of us have reached the mountaintop. There's always going to be something that, you've, that you're calling us to as long as we're here. So I pray that we would take seriously those next steps. Thank you for this time. Thank you for Pastor John and, and his study and his... Um, his creativity in communicating. I pray again, just, just once again, that you would um, emp- empower us as we continue to walk forward with what you've called us to. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great week.